Welcome to the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. This is the source for all things high adventure for scouts, scouters, and anyone else interested in promoting high adventure trips for our youth. You can find all kinds of great high adventure options for your scouts at highadventurescouting.com. We are constantly updating the list of cool trips, and we want your input on your best trip. Welcome, High Adventure Enthusiasts. We are excited, as always, to highlight a High Adventure base on this edition of the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Today, we're joined by Alan Percy from Birch Bark Expeditions, and, and they are with the Greater Niagara Frontier Council. Okay, last time we talked about Birch Bark Expeditions. Now, if listeners want an overview of this program, go ahead and check out that episode for all the awesome details. Now, this time around, I want to know about updates uh, for 2022 and, you know, even what happened in 2021 and uh, what's what's look, what's going to look like next couple of years for this particular program. So, uh, again, I appreciate uh, Alan joining us and kind of giving us some information on that. So really, what what did 20 let's try 2021? What did what did 2021 look like after uh, going through a kind of the everything canceled in 2020 what did your program look like sure no that's a great question we um like most programs we had to completely scrub 2020 it was very disappointing um and uh, we really were faced with a quandary which is you know do what what do we do for 2021 and after much consideration we decided to temporarily move the program uh to the adirondacks which is in the north northern section of new york state a very similar environment to where we normally run the program up in algonquin maybe a little bit less wild but um, definitely it's more mountainous and um, a little um it's actually easier to get um it's easier to make decisions about where to go and where to stay in the Adirondacks and it actually is an Algonquin. One of the, you know, the, one of the beauties of Algonquin is you, it's very, very wild and um, very isolated, um, but they, it, it, that's done through a permit system and there's X number of campsites on a, on a lake and to, um, to stay on that lake, you have to have a permit and there's only so many permits per lake. The Adirondacks are a completely different story. We can basically go anywhere um, we'd like as long as we, you know, follow some other rules, right? Some some basic rules of um, unit group size, these kinds of things. Um, so we, you know, we made that shift to the Adirondacks uh, in 2021, and we, um, you know, had a lot of COVID protocols and et cetera um, as we got closer and closer. A lot of those restrictions got lifted, and we were fortunate to run a full program with all of our units in 2021 out of Camp Mountaineer, which is one of the prop- one of the properties on the Massawipi Scout Reservation. So we're across the lake from a traditional Boy Scout camp, uh, sharing the lake, but we had our, all our own facilities. Uh, we're able to operate out of. Um, um, a, n- a number of campsites over in Camp Mountaineer, and it worked out really, really well. And we got a chance to explore some parts of the Adirondacks that some of us have never seen, and um, it it worked out great for this last year. It's funny you mentioned Massawipi. I actually, uh, I actually talked to them not too long ago. So yeah, I I am I'm impressed with all the stuff in that part of New York State. It's just 
amazing uh, that are there's so much to do up in that that part of the country. And everybody thinks of New York, you think of you know the city. You don't think of there's a whole lot of New York outside of Manhattan and five boroughs. So uh, it, one of these days I'm going to get up that direction because uh, there's just there's just so much there, and it it sounds cool. So. Well, we'd love to have you. <laughs> That's <laughs> what everybody us. says. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. M- Mrs. Smith has told me I have to take a few, uh, or at least a summer off. So I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, now I know there's uh, as we're we're speaking, uh, we're kind of in a December time frame right now, doing this uh, kind of update. Uh, what I, I know is difficult to get across the the Canadian border. So do you, do you guys see any relaxation in that, or is it just you're going to kind of uh, go with the Adirondacks for the time being until they decide to change that. Yeah, so right, it, I just can't fathom trying to get twelve youth across the border right now. Right, exactly. Get them tested within seventy-two hours and, and go through the the gauntlet of getting them into Canada. Um, so what we've we've decided to do for twenty twenty two is we are gonna again run the program the Adirondacks and and we'll continue to do so until two things happen. One of them is uh the Canadian government lifts the testing requirements. That's just that would be just be too difficult. Some of the you know, the online paperwork we probably could handle, but the testing just would be untenable. And then the other thing yeah. is is that, you know, the national BSA has still um uh, denied any request to go international for international scouting. Right, so that right. um, is off the table. So until those two things are lifted, we're going to stay up in the Adirondacks. And honestly, it's been a great experience. It's It's been almost the same, except for, you know, the the, the participants don't get the chance to, you know, go, go to another country that has different money and um, mm-hmm. has, you know, some, uh, has some different history, right, with the French explorers and the trappers and some of that. So... Um, the Adirondacks, of course, we have Native American community that um, we use as part of our cultural program. So, um, yeah, it's different, but um, a very comparable program for 2022. Great, great. I, I, I hope those things change. When we uh, we went to Philmont this past summer, uh, New Mexico is, is about as restrictive as um, Canada. <laughs> so we had to get that, you know, that testing done within uh seven five five seven days so we had to do that before we went in uh to philmont and had to produce that so it was a pain in the Mm -hmm. butt i will have to say Mm -hmm. so i can't imagine doing that for for many programs and uh uh for sure Uh, especially a full-blown pcr test for 72 hours i mean there's a lot of people here they have yeah yeah, it's going to say there's a lot of people here that you know, here in the Western New York area that own property across the border. And it's, you know, they have to jump through a lot of hoops to get back and forth. So we're just, we're just not going to deal with that until we, until we get past all this. I, I'm not sure that uh, you could even get the results in 72 hours from say a Walgreens or somewhere. It, it, a lot of times it takes that long. So yeah. that's a, yeah. that's a pain. That's part so, of the problem. Yeah, that's exactly. right. That's right. So, so for time being, it sounds like you'll, uh, you kind of stay at, um, uh, Adirondacks until things change. And, uh, what, uh, what kind of stuff do you guys have, you know, anything different outside of what you did last summer in the Adirondacks? Yeah, no, it's great. So the, you know, of course the first year going up there, we, it was a bit of a scramble, right? We, 
um, had to find resources to help people plan their treks. And, you know, we had to get oriented. Um, you know, the guides all have spent, the guides that work with us, they're all volunteers. They've been with us for years and years. And, you know, they know Algonquin like the back of their hand. So to, um, you know, to move to a different place, well, there was a lot of orientation that we needed. And one of the nice things is we brought a couple of new guides into the into the group that know the Adirondacks really, really well. And they helped get a lot of the rest of the guides up to snuff. Plus, they help with the crews that are planning their treks. So we've, we've gotten some new resources, some new books, some new maps, and some new people who've, who've um, got a lot of familiarity with the area. In addition to that, too, we like to have one afternoon that is um, that is a cultural activity. And treks normally would have um, a Saturday or Sunday as part of their trek that they would they would spend some time at a museum or some time at a, um, you know, at a, at a cultural area uh, up in Canada. So we took that same thing. We did it for the Adirondacks and we found some properties. One of them is the ESF school that. Um, that the uh, the state operates for rangers, the ranger mm-hmm. school. Um, we also um, send people off to the Wild Center, which is a really comprehensive museum and um, immersion sort of experience into you know, the Adirondacks. Uh, there's the Six Nations Museum, uh, and they can also just decide they want to climb one of the you know the peaks in the area of where we are so there's lots of options for for crews to to really get a chance to absorb the adirondack region which is a, a real treat we all know the major high adventure bases around the country and they offer some awesome programs have you been searching for a cool alternative from your typical high adventure trip as a scout leader i want to give our scouts some great alternatives you need to check out HighAdventureScouting.com. You'll find information on over 30 different council high adventure bases in 24 states. Maybe you're looking for a do-it-yourself option and need some ideas. Maybe you've taken a great trip and you want to share your good fortune with your fellow scouts and scouters. Just send us the details and we'll publish your trip. Whatever your interest, HighAdventureScouting.com is the one-stop shop for all things high adventure. That's High Adventure Scouting. Now, what kind of, uh, yeah, looking where we're at right now, what kind of open spots do you guys have for 2022? Or do you have anything open uh, for that? Yeah, no, we do. Uh, And one of the, um, we do, this next year we're going to, in 2022, we're going to operate for four weeks. Uh, and there are a maximum of five crews per week. We have equipment for five full crews, and um, we're going to operate uh, from July 9th through the 16th, from 16th to the 23rd, 23rd to the 30th, and 30th through uh, August 6th. And at this point, we've um, got a lot of availability. We um, we just had our information night for units in the area here, and we got some verbals. But, um, you know, at this point, there's pretty good availability. And, and generally what happens is uh, crews would sign up for one of the weeks. They, um, like I said, either one or more crew slots that they would take based on their group size. And then, uh, you know, sign up online. There's a request a reservation button. 
And we usually from that will then uh, lock somebody in with a deposit. So there's quite a bit of availability for this upcoming year at this point. And, you know, here we are late December. All right. So you start on a uh, Saturday, uh, kind of have Sunday training, and then, then Monday you're out on the uh, uh, out on the water, correct? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come back the, on Friday. And yeah, leave on Saturday, I assume. Or, or uh... yeah, the agenda we're using for up in the Adirondacks is um, we want you in base camp by one o'clock on Saturday. Okay. Um, oh, fed. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So we hope crews or show up bright, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at one o'clock, uh, having just had lunch. And then uh, we spend most of that afternoon uh, either training or packing food or doing the health checks and some of the other, you know, I don't call it homework that needs to be done. And then um, Saturday night, we have um, the guides prepare um, a meal in base camp for the crews. And then uh, Sunday morning, uh, there's a little bit more training, maybe finishing up some of the stuff that didn't happen on Saturday. And then they've got some free time in the afternoon to do their cultural activity. And again, you know, we give them a ch- set of choices. And by the way, the cost of all those cultural activities is included in the program. So if someone wants to go to the Wild Center, uh, you know, we take care of making the reservations and paying for it. So they don't have to, you know, there's no out of pocket on that. Awesome. And then usually Sunday night, um, they're going to actually prepare their first backcountry meal with the supervision of a guide so that, you know, they get comfortable with the cooking equipment and the stoves and the Kelly kettles and some of the other equipment. And then uh, um, breakfast, usually they choose breakfast to, to, honestly, I think almost every crew chooses Pop-Tarts for their breakfast, (laughs) mostly because it's not, it's not, uh, um, it's not. Uh, granola and it's not oatmeal and um, it's the perfect meal to have while you're still in base camp because it's heavy and it's bulky exactly so um, and then they head out you know it's uh, Monday morning they head out to the put-in and then uh, from then on they're you know they're working out of their backcountry equipment and of course their food and we go pick them up on Friday, um, wherever their destination is. And there's some flexibility, by the way, on these on these tracks too. You know, we've had people come say, "Hey, can we shorten our track by a day, but then go do some high peaks?" Um, and we said, "Yeah, that's that's fine. You know, we have the logistics uh, to handle that." But um, we're um, pretty open to customizing, and that's the beauty of the whole program. It's it's very flexible. Um. Well, for this next year, uh, do you have anything that we haven't really covered? You know, the stuff coming up. Sounds like we've done most of it, but what, what have we left out? Anything? Yeah, so what, one of the things that we um, we just put on our YouTube channel, uh, our information night recording, which goes into great detail on not only our traditional pro- seven-day program, but we also talk about our, we call it Western New York Waterways program, which is a, a basically a starter program for somebody who's interested in canoeing. So um, we, we take units here in Western New York down, like the Buffalo River is a very popular one. There's Oak Orchard Creek, which is very popular. We got, you know, we got the Niagara River. We got all kinds of different options for waterways around here. Um, but I encourage people to, you know, go find a, a Birchburg uh, Expeditions on the YouTube channel. And that's, um, there's a lot of information there, um, including that, that most recent um, meeting recording. And that really tells you everything gory detail about what's going to happen this next year in 2022. 
Perfect. <clears throat> Perfect. I, I will uh, uh, post that out on the uh, Facebook page. Definitely. That'd be so, great. Uh, so everybody can see that. So, Perfect. Well, Alan, I want to thank you for joining us today and kind of giving us a, an overview of what's coming up for 2022. Hey, appreciate it. And, and again, anyone has any questions or thoughts, just uh, wnyscouting.org slash birchbark is the place to see all the answers. And and you you beat me to it. I had that uh, had that I was going to talk about. So, uh, yeah. well, I, I want to thank Alan Percy from Birchbark Expeditions for joining us today. As he mentioned, you can get more information on their programs at wnyscouting.org slash birchbark. That's wnyscouting.org slash birchbark. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to tell your friends about this podcast. You can find us online at highadventurescouting.com, on Facebook or Instagram. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, just email us at info at highadventurescouting.com. This podcast and website are independent and not affiliated with any youth organization. Happy High Adventure! This has been a production of High Adventure Resources.